You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. I've uh, thrown it out there to you a couple times behind the scenes. I've asked you if you'd ever be interested in running a long-term Delta Green campaign. Uh, and your answer has been like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Troy, that would be my natural aversion to hard work. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's the work, not so much as the... Uh, well, yeah, it's just the work. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. But it's we, we were actually talking before we went live uh, about Troy. You were saying you were just like, I don't, I, I don't understand how this is like done in in terms of like. Obviously, Pathfinder adventures can be wildly different from each other the way one group plays it versus another group. But it's kind of hard to wrap your head around even comparing notes like one Delta Green team versus another Delta Green team for an operation of this nature. Uh, because you could, you could literally do anything, like go up any number of ways about doing it. And you guys have made so many choices that have been dependent on other choices that have been dependent on other choices that have changed the world in a way that is shocking. And I would really love to talk about it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can get there. Uh, hopefully I'd love to do like some sort of a, you know, an epilogue chat, uh, just to, to lift the veil on a few of these things because it's really interesting and unlike anything I've, I've played before. And it's, it just is a, I think a testament to the, the system and the way it's laid out. So like, I'll, I'll tell you right now, if you read the, uh, operation, it, it does have a couple points where it says if the agents this or if the, if agents, the agents that plant angel dust on Michael Way's body. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe they you were won't that see that. You won't see their writing. In the likely, see... almost certain occurrence that they plant angel dust <laughs> on the suspect's body. <laughs> read the following uh, text. <laughs> you will see very few, and they're and they're. Pre- <laughs> you will see very few, and they're pretty vague. Uh, they'll be like. If the agents play nice with the local police, this, that, and the other thing. And that's a very vague term. It could mean all different manners of how you go about working with the, the local police. They say one, one part is they say, uh, and I mentioned this before, they say if you mention that the, uh, that you're looking for a shotgun that's part of a murder investigation, the cops lawyer up immediately like they don't talk to you about a weapon in a murder investigation and that I, I was very happy about because it like just enlightening to me about the way these things operate or the way they should operate other than that what an operation is and i've read a couple now is they just give extensive details on like each different part that was involved in this event that's it. There's no path. There's no part one, part two, part three. There's no order to anything. Uh, in fact, it's kind of tough to find things when you're like in the middle of looking for it during a session. You're like, oh, I want to go to the police precinct. It's like, well, the police precinct is mentioned a few different times. So it's like, what part was it? You know what I mean? Uh, you can be flipping around back and forth. And I really like that style. It's just sort of everything is out there and open to the players to do whatever they want. 
Do you find it easier to prepare than uh, a Pathfinder adventure? Harder? And then, like, follow up, like, uh, harder or easier than, like, a sandbox uh, section of a Pathfinder adventure? Um, I think that I would, I think I find it easier, uh, but I've worked a lot on this, a lot. And yeah. especially for. You tend to overwork. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, well, yeah, that is true. I have worked on a lot of things that were completely uh, skipped because of what you guys did. So that is what it is. And, uh, it, yeah, uh, it's kind of it's kind of fun. I mean, disappointing in some ways, fun in other ways. Um, but what I like is I my preparation does not consist of reading a whole lot of rules. My preparation is all consisting of like, how have these small choices you've made affected all the other characters in the world and what they're doing while while the camera's not on them? And uh, I just sort of think about all those things. And now there's a lot of moving pieces out there. So I'm just trying to resolve all that stuff in my mind. Just in case you go to any of these places, I can show how what you've done has changed them uh, and, and do that accurately. Uh, I, can't, I think this would be really hard to do without recording. But I mean, we also do an hour, an hour and a half at a time. We're not really doing, you know, a five hour, six hour operation in one sitting, though. I think that this one is probably designed to be for three or four sessions. You know, I think it's like a 18 hour sort of uh, adventure if you want to do it that way. Do they so, have longer campaigns or are they all? Oh, yeah. in oh, that man, they have they have years long campaigns. Wow. They have campaigns that are hardcover, like 200 page. Up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, epic, Fall of Delta epic Green? campaigns. Is Fall, yeah, of, Delta Fall of Delta of Green is one of them. Yeah. Supposed to be just absolutely incredible. Um, and, and these, uh, you know. I mean, the short answer is yes. I would be very much interested. I couldn't imagine not doing an ongoing campaign yeah. of Delta Green because right. there's always something else. There is never resolution. Mm-hmm. It is there is always this. I was reading a little bit more today, actually, in my prep. I kind of got distracted and went down the road of like the you know the uh, Cthulian sort of mythos and just you know trying to explain how out of touch humanity is with what's really going on is it's like a philosophical it's like reading philosophy i haven't done that since college it's really interesting it's like it's mind bending like uh theories that are really kind of neat to dive into but you're like how do i translate this for players how do i make this something that they can be a part of because part of it is that they're not supposed to understand it mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to tie up a bunch of little bows and give logical conclusions as to why this happened or that happened. Uh, and I struggle with that because I'm a very like linear minded, logical person. I like things being explained. I like to understand things simply. And so, uh, this is like a, a struggle for me. Well, I think it's, uh, another thing needs to fall in line before you take on a campaign and go get this to be a full time type of thing. And that's, we need as a, as a network, to get behind the funding of uh, an Adderall prescription for Joe, just so he can be up all night long. I, 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 I have this script you can go through and tell your doctor to lie about your ADD, and you'll get the, you'll get the pills right away. You just need one shady doctor in the niche to give Joe what he needs. Dude. 
we can make a couple phone calls. Get Joe's Adderall. Yeah, we know some doc. We'll get you some. Yeah. We'll get you your Adderall, buddy. Don't worry. By the end of this episode, I'll have a case delivered to uh, Brian. Could you imagine Joe running uh, a, a show no. just like no, so so Adderall you know hockey, dude? I'm I'm editing these episodes, and it's getting painful at times listening to myself because like there are so many mistakes, and there's so much like energy. There's too much me saying too much on my part because I'm so excited. I'm like so. <laughs> fired up for you to like know this information and know how it works and know how to be an FBI agent and all this stuff because I've been reading all this stuff and uh, I just sort of uh, I couldn't imagine it on Adderall I'd just be like hey, I would never I would never like give you the opportunity to take an action I would just tell just, you what your characters did why don't we just clone uh, them What's that? Clone we just cloned it. Let's get the transmogrifier from Calvin and Hobbes. Exactly. <laughs> but to answer your question more specifically, Troy, I think that there's two different things here. You're talking about either a pre-written, long-running campaign or a just a long-time Delta Green game, our own campaign, which can, can consist of some operations, some homebrew, some operations tied together through homebrew, uh, characters coming, characters going, uh, all that kind of stuff. I could imagine it either way, and I could imagine it being really fun either way. But I would say uh, at this point that we went into this operation, Troy, you and I, uh, doing it as a test if Delta Green is or was a fluke, if that first three and a half hours was just, you know, it was fun one time, but it gets old fast. Yeah. And at this point, I am of the opinion that it was not a fluke and that this is incredibly fun. And that as I am sitting here writing and prepping, I vacillate between giving myself chills and laughing out loud. Like it's just so it's so fun to delve into this world and to add a little bit of comedy into it. I was yeah. uh, today. I started laughing again. We're going to send your wife to Guantanamo. Like I've laughed. <laughs> I laughed for like 20 minutes today. Just thinking about that. Just cracking up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, cause it's just a small detail. I was editing the last episode and you, you fight with the, you get so mad at the police officer who lawyers up. Cause you're like, and then you talk about it in, in retrospect and you're like, well, that was suspicious. I was immediately suspicious when he tried to lawyer up. But in the moment he yelled at you and, uh, Riker sauce was like, what's your favorite number? Cause that's what we're going to put on the, back of your prison uniform and he walks out of the room and i say he walks out of the room and then he, like matthew i think dr whatsoever is just like yeah um uh, uh what is it uh, sergeant herrera is uh is uh, a suspect for murder uh we are going to need to subpoena all of your surveillance footage and we're gonna blah 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 and i just like who are you talking to? You're, you're in a, you were in a room with only that cop, and he walked out of the room. And then you guys start talking about how you're just yelling this in the precinct. And then, and then Roger comes to it's like, well, send all your wives to Guantanamo. And then you start going office to office asking people if they're married. I mean, it was just like the opportunities are just there for really great This is how dumb we are as players, though, and how much Roll20 has coddled us. We need to have a little math. Show us where we are and who's in the room with us at all times, or we lose track of things. In yeah. my defense, you were all laughing too much at your own jokes for so long that I had forgotten that the, anyway, everybody had left the room. Sound of a good joke. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I want to do, I do want to jump into it because we, we have a lot to cover. Um, there's a lot of loose ends uh, here. You guys have tied off some. For sure. But there are still uh, several more. And how you attack those, I have no idea. My prep has been pretty stressful because there are a lot of different ways that uh, you can go here. Um, and 
Uh, we're getting close, though. We're getting close to finishing this thing. And uh, much like SideQuest Side Sesh a, a long time ago, I have there's several different ways that this can end that I've imagined. And so we'll see. There's there's uh, we're probably going an to California. See again, something along those lines. So um, we're all going to run away to California and uh, <laughs> live in a shack on the beach. And uh, wait, wait it out. Just see what happens. Roger will take over Catalina Island. Tons of one. Ah, so great. Uh, all right. So last time you guys uh, had found out that Michael Way sent an email to a Yahoo group. Is posted on the group's page, and it is the solution to these numbers. So, you know, quote unquote, a solution. You see a bunch of uh, equations, and then the number, and it's sort of a tip off for how to get to where he got, which you know is dangerous. And uh, it's been sent to multiple mathematicians all over the world, several of which are uh, in the U.S. You notify your handler uh, that this is the case. They say, "Okay, we're on it," uh, and then. They say, why don't you check out uh, the the one uh, that we see on the list here that's in New York, Tia Markell. She's already in Manhattan. Why don't you check it out? So after your blow up at the 24th precinct, uh, you actually get Dr. Lyra Westover to convincingly uh, over the phone, get to the right person with her knowledge of bureaucracy and get a, uh, a, a subpoena working uh, to a warrant, I should say, to subpoena the uh, surveillance footage. I don't even know if, sub- if subpoena is the right word. I guess that's if you're using it in court, but yeah. you would use it in court if it showed yeah, requisition uh, the footage from outside the uh, police precinct. Uh, you also know that uh, Sergeant Marvin Herrera, who was guarding the weapon, is available to your questioning, but he wants a union lawyer present. Um, you then decide uh, that it's going it's to you're not going to be able to get this until tomorrow, this warrant uh, processed. And so, you know, you can go back tomorrow, but you say, hey, today it's it's about two thirty in the afternoon, three o'clock. You're like, why don't we head down to Tia Markell's apartment, which you pull off of an FBI database and you head down there. She's not home and you're directed to her place of work, which was the Lyric Diner uh, where you had just left not long before, uh, not realizing that uh, she had waited on you. So you <laughs> you speak to uh, Tia Markell and it seems that she has not been affected at all by this thing and that she is because uh, uh, she, she hasn't read the email yet. You're talking over how to make sure, make certain that she never sees this email. You know, what method could you use when Riker Salas gets a notification on his phone uh, that he's got a new email? He looks down, opens up the email, and it's uh, it's uh, the subject is Francis Way, uh, who he had put in a request for. I want information on Francis Way, uh, you know, name, occupation, location, that sort of stuff. And you are able to find that uh, he's an account executive, retired, and that he lives on Hurricane Road in Keene, New York. Son of a bitch. Immediately at the site of Keene, New York, Riker Salas. 
all the sound drowns out of the diner around you. Your fellow agents talking, Tia Markel standing there, and it's and all of a sudden you are transported back to a small house, a small cabin. You see pictures uh, of your mother in a chest of some guy uh, in his uh, his house up in upstate New York. You see a uh, a woman in horrible, horrible condition being pulled out of a septic tank, and then subsequently subsequently running from you, breaking from your grasp, fleeing, taking two bullets from you, but not shying away from running, even as her legs were rotting off of her body, yet she seemed to still be able to run. Ah! And uh, it totally freaks you out as as you begin to hear your, your pulse pounding in your ears, and it's just like, do a sanity check. Oh, no. Oh, that's cold. <sighs> Oh no. Oh no. 94. Oh boy. Baby. <laughs> okay, uh you take 1 point of sanity damage as this the realization of this connection between these two things and the memory of this terrible event and that creature uh getting away have uh have freaked you out and that there's some connection with this you'd never never saw that coming um all of a sudden you just you hear can i leave now can i leave now and then all of a sudden it's crystal clear and you hear the clinking and clattering of dishes and plates in the diner as uh you see tia markel standing in front of you and she's like is there anything else that you need for me i've got a lot of tables just uh don't look at any emails from that yahoo group it's a matter of national security. Oh, um, okay. Should I leave the group? I, I can leave the group if it's gonna. It's, I don't want to. I don't want to be in any trouble. Tia. I don't want to bring me any trouble. Tia, please do. Oh, okay. No problem. Can I go? Yes. Thank you. And uh, she she goes and you see she hasn't left the the room at all. She's just sort of uh, she's just sort of working. Um, and you guys are left there uh, standing uh, awkwardly in the front of this diner. W- what do you do? Uh, Riker shares with the rest of the group that the address leads back to the the tiny town of Keene, New York, hours drive away. It's like a four hour drive from the four city. Four hours. Right? Four hours. Yep. Oof. Oh, what time is it now? It's about three o'clock. Could always get a hotel. I know a place. It's off think the beaten path. We know the. What time do we think the the warrant will be in tomorrow? First thing in the morning. Uh, you don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, it's red tape. Could be any time. Um, we could head I'm up just there concerned now. The gravity of this number that uh, Francis might be uh, out of his mind already, and a danger to those around him. We might have to get up there and take care of it ourselves tonight. He might be the cause of all this. Remember, he was the one who directed Michael to the find the number in the first place. But would the number make everyone go crazy? Homicidal maniac like Michael? Or could it give him some sort of other powers? I think we need to get up to Keen right now. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I'm with Comstone. Get up there, we take care of business, and 
crash out. We, we need to get a nice bed and breakfast on the way back. We get a nice bed and breakfast on the way back. It's littered with them up there. Yeah, yeah. there's tons of nice bed and breakfast up upstate. Hey, so on the way back, can we, can we stop at Cooperstown? Uh, I haven't been in, really. in years, I guess. It's not really on the way. I, I mean, we'd have to be a little bit of a detour, but I think it'd be a nice break. You know, I think we've all had a lot of stress. I'm completely out of heroin. I think it'd be a nice little kind of uh, bonding, team bonding exercise, a bluff little steam, you know. Think about it. I, we will. We definitely will. We have a long ride to talk about what we'll, what we'll do afterwards, so. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe we could stop by Saratoga Springs and put some uh, money down on the ponies. Oh, yeah. Too. All right. Yeah. Ponies are running. Let's uh, let's do it. I like get some Saratoga water. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, unless someone wants to get munchies, we're happy to get into uh, Riker's 2005 Nissan Altima. <laughs> Now you you have a car. Remember, you don't oh, have the your SUV, car anymore. The SUV, yeah, the SUV. Yeah, you, you have a two thousand nine GMC Yukon. But do we want to <laughs> let them know we're coming with that nice car? Do we all want to get a little bit more comfortable next to each other in the alt? All right, we'll take the SUV. <laughs> you flew to New Jersey. But <laughs> <laughs> have your car shipped up here? <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't go to Keene tonight. My car hasn't arrived yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's being delivered by C-130 Galaxy Transport. (laughs) You can see a four-propellered military vehicle flying over Manhattan right now. (laughs) It's being parachuted (laughs) down on a pallet. (laughs) Oh, God. Follow the smoke! Riker opens the trunk as soon as it lands, just to make sure this Costco uh, bottled water is all, <laughs> all secure. <laughs> all accounted for. All right, let's go to Keene. Let's do it. Head to Keene. All right, you're going to go straight to Keene. Three o'clock now, you figure 7, 7.30, you'll get there. Um, you hit the road. Boom. Hit the road and, uh, and start driving once again, this crew, but now adding Jordy to the mix. Uh, you jump on 87 and head north. Stop an Albany uh, to pee. <laughs> pull over an Albany to pee. Um, I would just like to state for the record that I believe it was the last time that we played Delta Green. Joe was hit by terrible, terrible thunderstorms that knocked out his internet in the process. And just before we started recording tonight, New York was hit by terrible, terrible thunderstorms. Yeah. So uh, the, the Delta everything thing. just keeps getting weirder. <laughs> We're getting too close to the truth. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm on TripAdvisor looking up looking up Key in New York just right now <laughs> to see what there is to do. Well, what do you guys talk about on on the way up there? Um, I will say the one major thing that's still outlined that I haven't heard you talk about with each other is the specifics of how to close this case, which is one of the most major objectives uh, that you have. You have all these hours in the car. Is there anything being talked about uh, that? Well, I thought in terms of closing the case, uh, we kind of were under the assumption that we did that in a way with the local cops anyway, removing the number from the FBI and giving... A motivation, a motive for Michael to have gone on that rampage 
Um, so there really shouldn't be any investigation from the FBI into this necessarily. If we have Unless to follow, follow up follow with this. the cops on the scene and just tell them, like, uh, I'm sure you guys already know, but uh, they found the place was littered with angel dust. Clearly, the guy was hopped up and went on a rampage. Uh, it's it is um, special agent. It's special agent agent uh, Aiden Knorr that you have to deal with this with. This is it's your your lead investigator. So you need to go to him with your evidence. Explain exactly how the chain of evidence leads precisely to this conclusion, and then give them something that they can give. Uh, you know the the department. You know the bureau to say this is what happened. Uh, and it's it's a cl- and it's an open and shut case. So like, yes, you you put the some of the pieces in place to close the case, but uh, actually closing it, you just want to make sure there aren't any loose ends. Remember, you said that he was a terrorist, and you said that he was, um, you know, being indoctrinated at uh, Columbia University. Uh, yes. To be fair, I said I thought that's what was happening. Yeah, right, right. You did. You did. De- deniability. Right. So, um, are you going to pull back on that? With Agent Kenor, and you're not having that conversation yet. You're just you're in the car thinking about it right now. Yeah, thinking about it for sure. Uh, probably based on what we found in his emails, unless we could somehow uh, link Francis in some way to some sort of terrorist or radical group, uh, we'll probably uh, pull away from it. But we'll see once we meet Francis and see what the hell he's up to and what else we can get up to here. Because that that email that we found from him is so vague about the answer. Uh, we could say that the answer was the act that he did, you know, uh, yeah. killing yeah. those people. I could also talk to my former crime desk editor from the New York Daily News and plant a story or just give him, you know, what I think I have to at least turn set public opinion about what happened. And maybe the okay. investigation would follow. Yeah, that's good. And then follow up with Kenora. I'm sure you yeah. saw the... Uh, the Post today. Yeah. The New York Daily News. The Daily News, not the Post. <laughs> I wouldn't wrap fish in that trash piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, great. Uh, it, anything else you want to address on this uh, four hours that you're separated from everyone? What do you think we're going to find up there? Last time we went up to Keene, we got a little more than we bargained for. What do you mean? <laughs> they, they didn't tell you no I unless it was in the pages of the daily news I don't know anything we we were investigating another uh, situation like this but not like this of course and uh, found a, an abandoned home one thing led to another and Roger, are we allowed to talk about this? I just figured he was cool. He's one of us. Come on, I'm cool. He can tell Brooks Robinson anything. That information is classified. Well, let's just say we saw something. Something out of this world. Ah, okay. Yeah. I know a little bit about stuff like that. All right, you don't have to tell me. I probably don't want to know. Just then, 
Riker Salas's cell phone rings. Hello, Riker Salas speaking. Riker Salas, this is Special Agent Sarah Cummings. I've been trying to get in touch with you all day. Uh, it's been a really difficult time. I um, I was sent up. I've been sent up from DC uh, on this case. Uh, Special Agent Kanor said that you were involved at the crime scene. Uh, I immediately, once I got into town, headed over there because uh, there was there's a number uh, spray painted on the ground uh, linked to uh, a terrorist cell, and uh, they said they needed a, a decoding expert to uh, look through it. And uh, I mean, things are really ramping up around here. People are getting really concerned uh, that there could be another attack coming. And so uh, I went to the crime scene, and it was destroyed. I then found found out that it was your guy that did, that destroyed it. Uh, well, and so uh, I tried to get Dr. the... Dr. Uh, Cummings, uh, just, uh, just look I'm for sorry. the I'm photographic sorry. evidence out there. I mean, it's clearly documented and within their servers. You can Yes, obviously, Special Agent. I've been on this since early this morning. So I went to the local police station and I accessed the uh, the files and they are corrupted. They are corrupted and I'm oh. unable to to see it. So I put in a request with uh, the FBI, uh, you know, my contact in D.C. to pull uh, the students' emails from Columbia University and Columbia sounds like they're going to comply with that. So I'm waiting on that. But while I wait, uh, agent William Gant told me he gave you a thumb drive with the, the photos. And I was just wondering if you still possibly have that thumb drive. If you know if those files are corrupted as well or, or what I'm just trying to get any leg on this. So I don't waste another day here, uh, working on this number. It takes a long time to decode these things, uh, and uh, to crack these cryptograms, whatever this might, might be. And, uh, I just feel like I'm wasting my time here. Uh, yeah, Dr. Comics, I'm on the road right now, but as soon as I pull over, I'm happy to pop that flash drive into my field laptop and uh, see if the files are secure. Okay, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, uh, goodbye. Bye. And she hangs up. That ought to put her off. <laughs> <laughs> next, time her solace, next time she calls, I want to talk to her, right? Oh, okay, yeah, that'll go. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> It'll be smooth as butter. Don't worry about it. I'll handle the entire thing. Uh, Everything will be as clean as silk. <laughs> yeah. That's what we say in the bureau all the time. See, I know the lingo. Yeah. I'm a celebrated author. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a celebrated author. <laughs> I think the, the whole time, uh, Riker is just kind of distant and like sweating as he's gripping the steering wheel and just thinking about the vision he saw. So he's a little more detached and disconnected. His head's a little less into it than it normally would be. Hmm. Did we delete the emails containing the number? We have his computer with us, thankfully, so we but could try. The emails and do that. are on the, the server. The question is, right? Well, it depends. Uh, they could have been pulled down from the server if it's a POP three email address, which I made reference to earlier. But if it's an IMAP email address, with, which syncs with the server, then we're boned, and they have a copy of it. <laughs> they, uh, you did not delete the emails. You never told me you deleted the emails. I just couldn't remember. You just said you boxed up his computer and took it. Yeah, so we'll have to find a, we'll have to log on to his email and delete the emails containing the the number. Stop at a gas station and plug in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, Roger. You're an expert in petrol. Oh my god. I'm picturing you, you pulled sweet. over at a Sunoco and like 
can I use your power outlet and you plug in a tower computer, like bring a power strip, <laughs> plug in a monitor. We're all sitting on the time by the station. I saw, what, I what saw someone in real, real life at a McDonald's with like a full like Acer monitor and like a, a, a e machines next to them or whatever. It was amazing. <laughs> Well, uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to stop uh, on this before you get to Keen, or are you going to get to Keen first? Let's get to Keen, and then at, at a certain point, we'll be able to plug in somewhere and delete those emails. But I don't, I should, don't mind the idea of stopping right away. Yeah, like one of you guys just realized that we didn't so, take care of it. But do we need? But we, we're, we're going to need to find a monitor and an outlet. And I, while well, I don't doubt Rogers' uh, gas station know-how. And being able to sweet talk us into and getting use this company Wi Fi login. Use this Rochelle. company Wi Fi login. People Rochelle. ask me all the time at my station, and I never refuse. I'm sure the local gas jockey will be fine with it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Roger can go in and talk gas. Yeah, to uh, <laughs> Roger speaks their language. I speak what, do you, their language. what do you want? Do you want a Flying J, a Sunoco, a, a Shell, a Sitco? Like, what are, what are you looking for, Roger? Surprise me. <laughs> uh, well, you got two options. You have multiple options at gas stations, but two styles. You have Sunoco, which is pretty much the only gas station on uh, a rest area, or you can pull off of any exit and go to a gas station that's in like a sort of like a, a town uh, that's just off the side of the highway. Uh, what do you do? Do you do rest area or do you get off at like a, a small town and you know, go to some other gas station? It would be a lot easier because there's plugs and outlets all over the place. Yeah, and there's like those places where like truckers take showers and they have like all those like email stations. So we could mm-hmm. probably jimmy rig something there to uh, to get us there. Um, so yeah, let's look for let's let, let's keep on driving a little bit until we see like a, a, a big trucker kind of stop. So like as the sun is setting, I, I bet we finally get to a place where we see over like a hill somewhere like a bunch yeah. of 18 wheelers i know so, yeah. this drive like the back of my hand <laughs> I, like, know. I know i know, ex- I I know exactly <laughs> what is on this strip. <laughs> i'll be making uh, this drive in like three weeks that's right Wait, that's man. right is it is it like valeros burnt dairies are those on the way no 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 okay no there's there's a couple of uh um plazas that have you know like a mcdonald's and right. a starbucks and uh, a gas station a roy rogers uh, or a, you know, a couple Sparrow. of those things <laughs> um all right so yeah we'll stop the one sun is setting the sky is starting to get pinks and oranges and that that beautiful fall sky uh in upstate new york uh just before the sun is setting. Uh, sorry, I forgot to do this. Uh, if you refer to Roll20, you see a little, little imagery oh, of that. upstate New York oh, oh, in the autumn. As you're driving through, uh, it's absolutely beautiful. The sunset is beautiful, and you look at it and just you can't help to think of all these people that you know look at this beautiful sunset and, and just are get to be so happy in their ignorance that they don't know how awful uh, this shit is and what is really happening under uh, what appears to be just such a beautiful world. Yeah, you envy people who weren't exposed to this so much. 
you pull into a rest area and you see that there's families all over the place. There's screaming kids. There's strollers being pushed. There's, uh, like you said, there's tons of trucks uh, pulling over and uh, getting gas and all that kind of stuff. You go in and uh, I'm going to say you're fine. Uh, you have you have a fifty percent of computers now. I sort of, what the way I look at that is like in this situation, you can get it done. You can get a computer up and running in a remote location without a problem. Uh, I, I sort of draw the line at like advanced hacking. I don't think a fifty percent is like oh you can hack into just anybody's computer, but I do think it means like when it comes to getting the things that you need to get a computer running. Uh, you can get it done. Also, they those places have little gift shops and stuff that have all kinds of random wires and connections. You know, if you yep. needed a oh an HDMI cable or some shit like that, like you could probably grab it there. <laughs> so, um, you uh, you get it up and you get uh, the email up. And um, what do you do? Uh, look for the email with uh, correspondence to... Well, we don't delete the one from Francis because that really is untraceable in a lot of ways, but we delete anything with the solution to the number and to the uh, listserv, MathGeeks listserv. Why wouldn't we delete the one from Francis? I feel like that's the, that's the, that's the most important one. But it's just saying... But it could at- be mis- you could reinterpret it to f- go along with whatever story we might cook up. Depending on what we find up there, I guess so. I guess it depends on what we find. Yeah, all right. We can always delete it. Later. We can put like the anarchist cookbook in there, and like on the last page, there's something awful. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that sh- could be on his place. We should also scan over the the sent email folder and the trash folder. See if there mm-hmm. were in draft folder. See if there were draft emails that never went out. Yeah. Uh, any sent emails that lock in yeah. with his correspondence, and then um, you know the emails that ended up in the trash that maybe. Uh, compromising I was all excited to like talk to the local gas guy to like get us in I was gonna do like a, a Star Wars language like how to ease with them it's alright I know how to talk to these guys Uta gas jockey Uta jockey gaska Oh, we want a Nwanga. I just the other day watched a bunch of videos on Kalmykia, which Kalmyk is like this weird Mongol empire within Russia that the Ewok language was based off of largely. And uh, it's fascinating. Ewokies? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm going to do something. I haven't done before. Oh, and I'm not sure. And I'm uh, <laughs> man, I am getting I am getting stinky in here with the air conditioner off. Ah, it's brutal. Um, I do. I, I record these episodes, and I feel like I'm playing a basketball game. <laughs> like, a, just like a gym in Indiana somewhere. Yeah, it's got the back sweat. <laughs> like, oh man, it's a tough one. That's power power through to the end. Um, <laughs> You start going through, and Roger Comstone is like, make sure you scour each area. He mentioned specifically the draft emails, which was never checked before. Mm. Which oh, nobody ever mentioned. Just looked, at, just looked at the inbox. So yeah, he's got dozens of emails to his ex-wife in the draft folder that he never sent. <laughs> so his brain goes directly to there. Make sure you check the draft folder. <laughs> You see, there is an email 
in the draft folder. Oh. Drafted by Michael Way after the email that was sent to the Math Geeks Listserv Yahoo group, but before the time you believe the killings to happen. In fact, this draft email was wrote a ma- written a matter of just about an hour to 90 minutes before the killings. Oh, take a look. Take a look at your roll 20. How oh is that God. possible? I guess you could write it on your phone. God, this is this is horrifying. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, no, this is horrifying. Oh, I love it. Oh, this is horrifying. Subject. It's bugging me. Oh, Go ahead no. read it. People can't see it. Oh, oh, right. This is a visual medium. Grading me and forcing me to strive to be endlessly caving in and dreaming I'm alive. Because I want it now. I want it now. Give me your heart and soul. Oh, it's Muse. It's I'm the not lyrics. breaking down. Yeah, what, that's a song, right? Yeah, it's, it's got to uh, be lyrics. Muse, Knights of Sidonia. Oh, that's a great one. Guitar Hero used that one. Oh, wow, yeah. Okay. I'm breaking down, I'm breaking down, right? Yeah. Or, breaking or out, last chance to lose control. Sidonia, it's the time we saw a miracle. It's time for something biblical to pull us through, and this is the end. This is the end of the world. And it's written in this sort of like... Uh-huh. E.E. E. Cummings-esque yeah, that was, uh, uh, style. Uh, William Carlos Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's Hysteria. Hysteria is the song. Um, so but there's, there's additions to it that aren't in that song. I think. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, let's Google song lyrics real quick. Yeah, stuff so, so there's a biblical part. So, yeah, you go- yeah, you Google uh, song lyrics, and you see that this is, a, in fact, a, a Muse song, uh, but the other lyrics, the other words don't fit. You plug those words in, and they point to another Muse song, a different Muse song called Apocalypse Please, I think. Oh. Um, he's gotten to the point where he's hearing two songs at once. I've seen it before. I haven't actually. Um, and uh, what I was saying is, I'm going to do something I've never done before, which is give Troy a Delta Green bottle cap. All right. Oh, the DGBC. The DGBC. Sizzle. And wow. uh, you can turn that in for a plus twenty percent uh, on any roll. Wow. wow. After the fact or pre-fact. Uh, uh, you know what? After we'll do after the facts. That's fine. TGBC after the roll and before you know the result. But actually, you always know the result. So, uh, yeah, you can do it uh, after the roll. I, yeah, that's that's cool. I just imagine like he really has all these uh, emails to his Norma, his ex-wife, sitting in the draft folder. He's like written after having too many natty bows and didn't send, and it's just they're stacking up. So that's where his brain went right to. Make sure you check the drafts. Wow. But he so he never sent it. He never sent it. And there's, and there's no, no buddy there's no it's in the send area. There's no two. Um, God, I worry about delving too deep into this, but there is there anything about the structure of it that, uh, I mean, this sounds like Jordy would understand more than any of us, like this, the way it's structured on the page. Yeah. Could I use my writing skill to see if there's any clues as far as that goes? Any rhymes? Yeah, you can use your writing skills as well as uh, your occult to sort yeah. of put together that there's there's no order to it. Okay, uh, it seems to be rantings in a way. But is, 
obviously quoting, but quoting in, in his own chaotic way. Right. Can we and it's mixing computer? two songs together and stuff like that. There's not really an order to it. Can we search the computer for any uh, Muse tracks on there? And his iTunes, does he have any Muse? Check his internet history to see if he's, uh, you know, if he looked at anything Muse, bought Muse tickets. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, you can. And you do see um, that there is Muse albums uh, on his computer. It is very college student to, like, put so much meaning into the lyrics of an alternative rock band. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, I mean, that's kind of the perfect kind of email to corroborate the idea that he went a little nuts and uh, drugged out there. Yeah. Can I run it? Can <laughs> so I just that's the question. Do, do you delete that one? No. No, let's hold no, on. No, let's one. leave that. Can I just, just for, for giggles, can I roll a psychotherapy to see if there's any... I know of any kind of like w- music merging behavior and any kind of particular psychosis that I've that I've I know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need to roll. You're, you're uh, trained in this in this field, uh, and you would know that you know people often look to you know various art forms to sort of explain the inexplainable within their own mind. Sometimes it can be a healthy thing, but sometimes uh it can lead you down the wrong path. Uh there Dr. are Skelter. Right, exactly. And there are theories in in both directions in psychotherapy. There's the, you know experts have published in journals uh that it is a driving force behind violence uh, experts have also published that that's entirely nonsense and unprovable so like it really is there's experts on both sides uh, of the arguments for this and you sort of just have to take it case by case unfortunately in this case you can't talk to the subject it's true he's dead <laughs> looks Pink. like tipper gore was right Music does cause violence. <laughs> um, can we search his email for a couple keywords around? I know that he didn't necessarily do this, but just for more alibis, uh, keywords around hate, anger, frustration, anything that we could, you know, possibly link into our made-up story about him going crazy. We know he was uh, upset about losing out on the discovering the Mercian Prime. Maybe that uh, anger fed into his angel dust habit. Yeah. <laughs> and he started listening to some satanic music. One thing led to another, and the Ridgeways are dead. <laughs> you, know who, you know who else isn't going to see that beautiful autumn landscape? The Ridgeways. Certainly not. I think we have to get on the first transatlantic flight to go straight to London to arrest Muse. We have to call Interpol. It's the only rational solution. (laughs) (laughs) Should have happened a long time ago. I shit you not. When I saw this, I was like, if they go to fucking London and I have to play Muse, I'm going to have so much fucking fun. (laughs) What do you know about Michael Wayne? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you sending secret messages to mathematicians at Columbia University? There was somebody in London, right? There was. was. Yeah. Um, oh well. Oh, somebody in Brighton, and so yeah, no, not London, but Brighton. We should go. We should make we should a go. point to go over there after this. Yeah, that was she, sure. she was a physicist. Oh can yeah. I, can I drive my car to London? <laughs> As I said, 
A Delta Green, a Delta Green campaign makes itself. You don't need to buy a book. <laughs> uh, so, uh, go ahead and everybody roll a search for me. As you really deep dive, I mean, now you're taking time. So now you're you're taking Ooh. an hour, hour and a half, looking through these files, Boom. helping each other. Thirty-one under forty. Thirteen under. 40. So success, success, success Ten. for Jordy. Wow. Ten. And then what about Riker Salas? 89. That's a bad You guys are all helping each other out. You're going through these files, and um, you don't see anything that would corroborate evidence of, uh, of a madman besides this draft or a um, uh, any sort of anger or rage at uh, being beat to the uh, Mersane Prime in June uh, of 2009 uh, or yeah, anything uh, uh, that would suggest an unstable individual so hopefully without a uh, this might just be more of a time thing it won't really require search just looking at all correspondence between, do we already do that between Francis and he? Yes okay Ooh. Can we? Yeah, compose? I, I don't remember. I don't remember what what I told you, but yeah, the, the correspondence is uh, very familial and uh, friendly, and uh, they apparently they spend a lot of time together. Francis stays with him in Keene. Uh, I'm sorry, um, he stays with Francis in Keene. He visits Francis in New York, uh, and uh, oh God, he visits Michael in New York, <laughs> and they. Um, uh, yeah, it's all just, and there's nothing in there about mathematics or anything. This is what Jordy is going to do on the rest of the road trip. He is going to compose a manifesto for Michael Way that, <laughs> and plant it to be planted on the hard drive. So that okay. would justify everything that he that we that we say he did. So I. <clears throat> The only thing that we'd want to add on top of that is that Riker would know that uh, many, many people have been caught by the FBI due to metadata left over on things. So we'd have to, I'd like to go in with my computer skill and like wipe any metadata to have it be seen that it happened at a, at, at a later date after his past. Yeah, can we alter right. the metadata of the manifesto so it doesn't... That's what I was going to ask if yeah. you have okay. enough skill to... Yeah, so your combination of writing with Riker's uh, skill with computers, yeah, he could edit the metadata. Yeah, perfect. Cool. Great ideas. Okay, cool. So then do you continue... So then you continue on to Keene. Yeah. Um, and yep. now it is dark. Completely dark. As... You get into town. It is approaching 9 p.m. <laughs> and uh, you there's make a turn on. one road, too, and there's, like, not a lot going on <laughs> until you get to downtown Keene. And even then, it's like five or six buildings. I'm right. so, so creeped so, out by that part of the state. I'm already scared <laughs> again. So you move through that part of the state, and you come around to the... Um, you know, this road, Hurricane Road, very quiet road, no lights. It's weaving through the trees. You don't even know how you're going to see this driveway of this place. You move very slow, and then you spot a mailbox with the address you're looking for. It's a wooden mailbox in the sort of corny with like a, it's like in the shape of a turkey. It's like a turkey, <laughs> turkey know. feathers. And you pull up and into the driveway. 
We're going to go in the driveway? Uh, yeah, park around park like uh, <laughs> a little bit away because we okay. we need to uh that's fine there's no sidewalk oh, right. oh, oh roll 20 oh no oh roll 20 what'd you say skid all I see in roll 20 is the rolling autumnal hills zoom zoom out that's all I got I, I can't believe I... no one else is seeing this what are you talking about Okay, fuck you guys. You guys <laughs> I don't see anything. Yeah, I don't fuck see anything you. either. I'm really... What, what? Describe what you see. I see a figure in in the woods. Oh. And then... Okay, now oh, I don't sorry, see Skid. it anymore. <laughs> oh, jeez. We believe you, Skid. <laughs> you guys I mean, believe you. Off. I didn't see it. <laughs> I really didn't see it. Uh, so, you... You pull up uh, and you, you park a little bit ways down the street, but you kind of kind of pull off the road into some gravel uh, and grass and you dip like your vehicle dips into the side of the road a little bit. Yeah. And again, there's no street lights. It's dark as shit. Uh, well, it's four wheel drive. We can even find like something like a ditch basically to get into with this. U-pass. And you draw and you get out of the car. What do you do? Is there is this SUV equipped in the same way an FBI sedan would be equipped? Uh, like, is there a Remington M870 in the back? Is there uh, different types of, of gear? Flexi- no. Oh. There's we just do have sidearms. What, yeah, there's just what you were given, which is the standard FBI sidearms. Okay. So that you looked just like routine FBI agents on a crime scene investigation. So that's a Springfield 45. Um <laughs> Is there a like medium pistol? Does that count as a medium pistol? It, yeah, it's uh, it, or a heavy it's pistol. A, I think it counts as a medium pistol. Okay. Uh, is there a car in the driveway or cars in the driveway? Lights on? There's no car in the driveway. There are no lights on. Well, yeah, actually, there is. Uh, yeah, there are lights on inside the uh, house. Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. We should... Uh, we should send one or two of us around back just in case we have a runner. You want to take that, Roger? You're the uh, special operative. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Keep us informed on the comms. I'm assuming we at least have like little earpieces, Secret Service style, like agents do sometimes to be able to communicate, or we pull on radio jawing it. Yeah, that's fine. You can have that. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, Riker, we'll follow you. All right. <laughs> and Roger just goes off into the woods. But uh, solo, <laughs> solo. He's gonna come oh, up to behind the house, like so he's just moving, like so stealthily. Okay. So as you're moving stealthily past this house, it's a relatively small house. You can see as you get closer. Uh, it's hard to see from far away, but it has sort of like a light bluish siding. There are uh, flower beds. Around the outside of the house uh, with plants in them that seem to be well kept. The lawn seems well kept. There's a porch out front where uh, you guys were all facing from the street, but you walk around the, the edge of the trees. Uh, there are trees in between that and the next property over, which you can see. Come around uh, toward the back of the house and Roger being so on point. Uh, you notice that there are some lights on inside, but there is some flickering as well. Oh no. There's a flickering to the light that sort of indicates uh, a TV. Okay. 
But not any sort of weak power like it's from a generator that's going out. It's just TV. I see that in the Roger back. Comes to oh, sorry. Okay. Yes, you see that as you come around to the back. You you notice that it, because there are other lights on, so it's kind of hard to tell. It's not you know, and you just see a slight flickering, and you're like, I know what that is. That's a TV. Are the comms quiet enough that I can be like, that I can talk through them without it being? They're earpieces. You have earpieces. Yeah, we do. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I say, this TV on. Couple more lights. Approach with caution. What are they watching? Looks like I love Lucy reruns. <laughs> I actually can't tell. I just see flickering. <laughs> you can tell an I Love Lucy episode just from flickering? Just from the flickering? Yeah, the, the way it flickered off the wall. I said that's gotta be Lucy. Is you it watch. the chocolate factory one? Oh, that's a good one. I, I also like the, the English lessons one. Oh, oh, I just. Oh, what about the one with William Holden? Oh, wait, I mean, it's a yeah, I hope it's that one. No, it's it's Joni loves Chachi. I knew oh, there was love. Oh, fuck. I knew there was love in the title. Okay, comes, comes down. I need you to keep an eye out. See if they're breaking any piracy laws. You can arrest them on those grounds if need be. Perhaps they didn't heed the FBI, FBI warning at the beginning of the tape. He said, "I'll make sure he's not taping an NFL game." All right, up. <laughs> comes down. Okay. Um, so. uh, now I am picturing you far from the house, uh, keeping your distance, fifteen yeah. feet, twenty feet away. Oh yeah, in, like you, you let me know if it's any different than that. Okay. I'm basically, uh, I'm basically waiting to see if what they do flushes anybody out, or if there's any reaction that I have to relay to them when they knock or whatever they do. And I'm basically waiting for you guys to tell me everything that you do. <laughs> Will I'll, I'll turn terrifying. to the group and say. Oftentimes, the best protection we have in the field are these three letters, F-B-I. And he puts his thumb ag- underneath his windbreaker that has, like, the big uh, yellow uh, printed letters on top of the navy uh, synthetic <laughs> material. And uh, so let's just walk right up there with the confidence we deserve as red-blooded Americans. Chunk, 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 chunk. Do you guys follow? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Roger's still in the bushes. Okay. Furiously <laughs> masturbating. a terribly <laughs> creepy face right now. Behind his mic. He's definitely masturbating. <laughs> He's hiding behind his mic like it's a bush. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> now he, now he's, he's pulled out a pillow and he's like hiding Kilroy. behind the pillow. Just with his eyes <laughs> visible over the pillow. You could really <laughs> picture it. Approach with caution. Uh, so we walk straight up down the lane, keeping an eye out for anything strange, booby traps, uh, and uh, knock right on the door. Three solid American knocks. <laughs> <laughs> None of this four Canadian-friendly bullshit. Or any of this, any of this God saves the Queen British nonsense. This ain't Quebec City! <laughs> What's two knocks? That's two knocks is if by land, one if by sea. Or is it the other way around? I forget. Around. <laughs> Paul Revere. Three knocks. American knocks. 
And <laughs> why do you think that's why they call and, it Fort Knox? That's why that's an American institution, absolutely. which is named on the way to Keen. <laughs> you uh, you knock three times. No response. Roger watches. This Roger is- sees nothing. Cha- no change. Mr. Way, Francis Way, uh, my name's Special Agent Riker Solace. I'm here to see you. Terrible news about your nephew. Any response? Nothing. Uh, Kick it down, Solace. Wait, wait, wait. We have the we have the lock, lock picking kit. Wait, wait. Yeah. Let me uh, let me get a closer look. Oh. All right. Stand we'll, by. We'll stand guard. Stand by. Let me just see. I don't want you guys getting surprised. Riker Roger draws will. his pistol while uh, Roger's doing this. Jordy too. <laughs> yeah, Roger's already got so his pistol. Dr. Rest over. All right. All agents have pistols drawn as. And to Roger be clear, Comstone. we're also using... Sorry to interrupt. We're also using... Uh, I'm going to take that back. I'm referring to Roger as Special Agent Klaus von Cliff, and we're keeping our identities up through these comms. Right. Good thing. Roger Comstone approaches the house, pistol drawn. He, you walk all the way up as close. What are you trying to do? What's your objective? want to just kind of see inside without being seen. Okay. So I want to first look at my surroundings and make sure there's no one else out here with me. Okay. Uh, go ahead, roll alertness. Okay. These are all good. These are like skills I have. Well, 21. Uh, yes. Over 180. You look uh, around, you're seeing a n- nice suburban neighborhood. You don't notice any, any threats of any kind. You approach the house. And you're trying to be quiet. Roll stealth. Come on, baby. Come on. What's your stealth? T- tell us when you guys roll. Tell us your your number and your score. We we have been today at least uh, forty eight under seventy. Well, I like that forty eight under seventy. That's good. Forty eight under seventy. You approach and you're just stealth. trying to get a view in the house. Yeah. See. You peek up into a window. And, and you're looking at a dining room. Imagine the camera pulls up over and it's sort of waving a little bit. And you're looking in through a dining room and you see a, but, the, but it's a very open house, open floor plan. So it's a dining room insofar as there's a dining room table there. The dining room table, you see that there is a computer laptop uh, that is open, uh, a MacBook it's open and it's facing away from you so you can see the back of the Mac next to it you see a camera uh, what looks like a really nice digital camera expensive large lens on it sitting there next to the computer you keep looking up and beyond that you see a TV a widescreen HD TV and it is on lights flickering and you see it's very easily you can identify it as the common 
familiar sights of like the uh, of a, a news channel, like a twenty four hour news cycle, mm-hmm. and uh, you see flashing police lights and uh, you know like a lower third with some block letters on it. Kind of can't read it from this distance, but it just looks like the news. And then as it's flickering, your eyes scan down. You see a couch and a coffee table in front of it. And at the foot of the coffee table, below the TV, you see a pair of boots that seem to be on feet. Oh, my God. That are laying on the ground. We got a body. Let's break it. <laughs> Riker kicks open the door simultaneously Shaboom! with that. Salad. Back door, same timesies. Yeah. Same timesies. <laughs> and and we're, we're we're checking corners. Riker's sweeping left to right. Uh, I don't know if Jordy and Doctor Westover are also following the procedures. Or yeah, we're not really school, really FBI agents. Yeah, <laughs> I let off four rounds into the boots. <laughs> Stand procedure. <laughs> you come into the house fast. Uh, checking your corners, whipping your guns left to right. Um, you sweep in the first things that you're seeing that your eyes are catching. I mean, is um, uh, Jordy and Dr. Lyra Westover moving in fast as well, or are you staying back? Okay. Know, I'm going in. Covering Riker's back. Okay. Same yeah. with you, Jordy. Covering yeah. Riker's back right I'm on his back. Yeah, definitely letting Riker take the lead, but but got pistol drawn moving in. All right, pistols come out. You move into the room and start spreading out, checking your corners. You all have a reasonable amount of Delta Green training. You've been through a Delta Green boot camp, uh, so you know the basics of, uh, of an insertion. What's it called? An incurt? Uh, I can't remember, but uh, your, your standard practices of checking your corners, watching your alley, you know what you're doing. So you come busting in. So the first thing we see is from the front door. From the front door, you guys come busting up, and you see immediately you start taking in Riker, a very common household, you know, uh, not unusual at all, except uh, kind of a, a little bit of excessive birdness to the place. There are multiple uh, large uh, pictures of birds on the walls that oh, seem like what? like high quality. They seem like high quality pictures of birds that are framed with like little silver plates at the bottom. You sweep uh, to the side and look immediately into the living room area and you see an an HDTV flickering and you see a head uh, laying on the floor uh, parallel to the couch and the coffee table. This is, you reason, the body that uh, Roger Comstone saw. You uh, sweep left and right uh, and you don't see any other uh, threats or people in the place. Roger, you're coming from the other side. Again, you see this computer, you see a, a camera, and you see as you come in, you're moving right to the body, and uh, you see a, a body laying on the floor. You look to the left, and you see a kitchen, and uh, it is untouched. Uh, there's no food out. There's no dishes out. There's no, no mess. It's a, it's pretty clean. And... Um, you see uh, a, uh, a, a, coffee, a coffee table in front of the TV, a big book on the coffee table that really stands out because it's just very large. It's blazoned across it. National Geographic, illustrated birds of North America. Beyond the coffee table, as you look past it, you see the body of a man, older man, uh, open eyes, 
dead. Clearly dead. Looking up at the ceiling. He's wearing hiking boots, as I said. And he has this, like, hiking getup going on. He's wearing North Face outdoor pants and jacket, fingerless gloves. He's got binoculars around his neck. And immediately, as all of you burst in, the first thing, the first scent, sense that comes to you is the overwhelming scent of a decaying body. Oh, my God. As you're hit with this, whoa, and oh. Roger, you're the first, first to get close, and you see that this corpse has been here for days. Oh, my God. You uh, sweep, sweep, left, right. Clear, clear, clear. Secure the perimeter. Do a lap and make sure nobody's running out any other doors or the Bilko doors or anything. Westover rushes to the body. Uh, uh, Comstone goes outside, out on the porch, etc. You see nothing different. Your alertness at 80%. You're looking left, you're looking right, you're looking north, you're looking south. You, you don't see any threats. Nothing has changed. But your heart is now pounding. Frum, bum, frum, bum, frum, bum, frum, bum. Everybody uh, but Lyra Westover roll a sanity check. Oh, three. As you're hit with under this sense. Under 60. Three under 60. Nice. Yeah. So it's just under your current sanity is what you got to get? Yeah, under your current sanity. Sanity points. 49 under 52. Ooh, just oh, made it. Wow. 65 under 64. Oh, oh man. You guys holding it together. I missed it by one. I, my yeah. current sanity is 64. Over. I guess, yeah. Excuse me, 65 over 64. You said 65 under. That's yeah, all I sorry. listened to. Yeah. Uh, okay, buddy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look it up because I, I do want to get it right because everything's going to matter here. Um, I can't remember the Don't exact forget, number I'm for seeing a corpse. Uh, helplessness. Uh, yes, but this, I think, will come under violence, but I will double check. Okay. So, whatever. We've got time. Uh, you look all around. And uh, you don't see any threats outside. Dr. Lyra Westover, the rest of you all keep your, your sanity intact, and you come closer to, uh, to the body. You examine it. Yeah, I snap on some latex gloves, and I start mm-hmm. to examine it for sign of the cause of death. So I want to find what out. do you think is the relevant skill? Uh, is it me- medicine, medicine or... Medicines is it medicine or is it medicine surgery? How, how does your your I skills could, shake out? I mean, I could do first aid. I could do. There's also for. I have forensics, but I know Riker is stronger in that. Uh, I'm only I can do medicine. There. You could be stronger. What's your forensics? My forensics is only twenty. Oh. Um. Yeah, I could do medicine. I could do first aid. I could do surgery if you really want. But so, what's not, medicine? What's your medicine number? Uh, my medicine number is eighty. Okay. All right. So no role necessary. No, 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 I know. I was just curious for game mechanics, honestly, for myself. Um, so you look over this body, and immediately uh, you see... Uh, yeah, so, uh, by the way, it is one point of sanity damage, Roger, comes down, okay. and it does come under violence, uh, under okay. surprised by a corpse. So uh, we, we put it under there. So you fail that check, you just take one point of sanity damage. If you make that check, you take zero points of sanity damage. And uh, you, you, um, Dr. Lyra Westover, you go over the body intently. 80% in medicine, you know exactly what you're doing, exactly what you're looking at. And you see that this body is thoroughly broken. Oh, there is 
a bone protruding through his lower pant leg. And it seems to, it's so odd, it seems to be wrapped like, um, like wrapped with um, like a bandana and tied tight to the leg as if some sort of like makeshift tourniquet or something like that. Uh, but you would know that that would do very little to t- stop the pain or I help uh, in a health situation. Uh, you notice that his skull is fractured and is cracked open and so bad that you can see right into his brain and it's just rotting uh you see do you touch him uh yeah i mean to examine him i have gloves on i have latex gloves on so again like i said he is he has a coat on and long pants uh he is wearing gloves uh, fingerless gloves he's got binoculars around his neck do you open the jacket sure you open up his jacket and sort of touch his chest, and you can feel the sinking uh, of broken ribs, like multiple broken ribs. Uh, it's like almost as if his chest is caved a little bit. Uh, so there's blunt force trauma, like all over this body. Like, so would I? Would it be a reasonable conclusion that he fell from a great height? To that's a reasonable conclusion. That could be what happened. Uh, that is, uh, it's what was, you're looking at. Because there's what? no, it doesn't look like he's been beaten, right? Like he, he could have been beaten. That's also a reasonable conclusion. Any sign of a struggle? Well, no, I'm, yeah, I'm back inside. Like any sign of a struggle or uh, footprints or more yeah, than one person? Can we run forensics on? Yeah. That? So now you want to run forensics? Okay. Okay. I'll roll two, Grant. Sure. Uh, Seventeen Ooh. over fifty. Under, I get forty three over twenty, so I don't, I don't know. It's a pretty well balanced team. Like we have a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, right, and that was just you guys were just throwing it together. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, Riker Salas, um, what was your question? Oh, signs of a struggle. Uh, you don't see any visible forensic signs of a struggle. There's no uh, skin under his fingernails or anything like that. Um, You don't see any uh, broken bones in his hands uh, or in his knuckles or anything like that. Uh, And you, most strangely and most notably with your forensics check, you don't see any blood in the house. What's on the computer? You going to the computer? Yeah. Who's going to the computer? Where is everybody? Who's doing what? Who's at the computer? We Dr. Actually, Westover will continue to examine the body. We need okay. to be very careful here. Now listen, I'm still new to all this hocus pocus. But I have a feeling that something that this man saw, maybe something that he read, caused this damage. Doctor said it. Looked like his wounds were consistent with that of a fall from a great height. So did he fall off a building and someone placed him here? Or did he see something? And the pain that took him to this place all happened on a metaphysical plane of existence? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. We should keep Jordy from maybe looking at any numbers to begin with. You seem to it's have a mind is it possible he was killed somewhere else and brought back here? Could he be have careful, Riker. 
Is this Francis Way? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should give a little bit more detail. Uh, it, it is Francis Way, yes. It is, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Skid. That would have been. <laughs> forgot, forgot that little detail. Yes. Uh, based on the picture you got from uh, the FBI database, which is drawn from the New York Department of Transportation, uh, it is Francis Way. Okay. You can positively identify the body. Okay. Uh, Riker's going to get on the computer and look for any correspondence around this number uh, for a search. He's also going to work with Jordy on creating a false online history which requires human int with computer science which is exactly Riker's bag. Also be sure to look at just what's on the screen right now too. Yep, exactly. Yeah, It'll be like yeah, something yeah. out of the ring. Tell me yeah. exactly where everyone is in the house. So uh, Dr. Life from West Service working on the body. On Grant uh, Riker sits at the computer What are Jordy and uh, uh um, comes to him doing something else, or are you just standing behind Lyra or standing behind Grant? Jordy has got his a flashlight out and he's looking at the pictures of birds on the walls. Is there an upstairs? There is an upstairs. All right, Riker's gonna go upstairs. Riker you goes mean, alone. Excuse me, up yeah. the no, steps. Riker. Sorry. Riker's going to do that and then check the computer. Now, Roger. You're Roger's feeling very upstairs. sleepy. <laughs> I'm so fucking into this right now. I, could, I wouldn't know whose character is whose. I, I'm so fucking into this. <laughs> you, you go up the steps. Do you have a, uh, a flashlight? Because it's dark up there. Oh, yeah. Okay. You pull out a flashlight? Didn't, there a, didn't, the, didn't the light switch work? You want to turn on the light? Yeah. All right, flick. You turn the light on. You see a common flight of steps going up. You go up. Yep. You walk this up the crazy. stairs. The first thing you see at the top of the stairs across is a small bathroom, kind of like a powder room, basically. Uh, there's no shower in it, but it's a little little bathroom. Do you go in? Yep, just like push it with my left hand, gun drawn with the other. Push it with your left hand. Gun drawn with the other. Feel for a switch. Feel for a switch. Whoop, click, you turn it on. It, it combats the smell of decaying body for b- barely a second with uh, there's a little potpourri in there. So there's a little bit of a, a nice smell to give some relief, but that's about it. Uh, but otherwise, it's Monday and there's nothing else going on here. You turn to scan the rest of the upstairs. And we go downstairs and we see Jordy Arsenault shining his flashlight directly into these pictures. You see, these are all very tiny birds. They're beautiful, but they're very small. Uh, sitting on branches, sort of through leaves and really expertly, expertly shot. And you see large silver plaques at yeah. the bottom with engravings uh, of, and you can sort of put this together that this is what these birds are. Uh, you see a Latin name uh, in parentheses, and then you see their regular name, which you see uh, a Carolina chickadee and a red-breasted warbler and a dick sizzle. And uh, <laughs> <it> was, uh, 
DXCSL. And, uh, you know, uh, clearly this guy has a fascination with birds. Uh, we go upstairs. Jordy whoo, sweeps around. And, uh, you know, it's it's well lit enough, uh, lit enough up here. Roger, sorry. Uh, swoops around. You see it's well lit enough up here. Uh, and there are two rooms uh, going off of this little hallway upstairs. Bathroom's clear. There's two more rooms. I'm going to check them out. Did you find anything on that computer? I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm too busy talking to you to look at the screen. Sorry, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm going to go check no out problem. these rooms. I'm assuming one Still is booting a- up. It's 2009. <laughs> Jordy goes into the back room. Roger. God, I'm sorry. Roger goes, Roger goes into the back room, and Riker is sitting at the computer. He taps a key, and in an instant, the computer just comes up. It was just sleeping. It wasn't even off. First thing that you see when the computer comes up is in the uh, uh, the Hotmail email client, uh, and uh, you just see an inbox that has some new messages in it. Uh, they're from various people. Nothing terribly interesting. This is unbelievable. Someone with a MacBook Pro has a Hotmail email address. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, at that point, finding nothing unusual going through that. Uh, do we have knowledge? Is is Francis like an ornithologist, or is he just an amateur birder and photographer? You have information that he is an advertising account executive that's retired. Okay, so he's rich. That's, that's, like he's, uh, that's he's, what the FBI had. Avid bird watcher. Uh, okay, uh, we're going to look for, you said everything was mundane, but we're going to look for anything regarding numbers or the, uh, the Latin word, uh, Libri Pluris Admiratio, the Book of Many Wonders, on his drives. Nothing. Roll search. Okay. Uh, 48 under 50. Ooh. You go digging through his system, you don't see anything about the Book of Many Wonders or Faustus Cloudon. You don't see anything about mathematics. You don't see anything with any evidence of the number. But you do find in his sent folder the email to Michael Way sent at 11.23 p.m. on October 11th. That is in there. Otherwise, there's nothing else of interest on the computer. Uh, You know, the more you dig, you also find a bunch of pictures of birds. What about on the camera? That's a great idea. Uh, and nothing in drafts, just in case lightning strikes twice. Wow, look at you stealing from the valley, trying to get a bottle cap. You want that DGPC? You want that DGP sizzle? That DG dick sizzle? Uh, you open up the camera, is that what you said? Yep, looking through the most recently shot photos, just using yeah, so the you scroll p- bar in the back. Not plugged in, it's not plugged into the computer, it's just sort of sitting on the table. So you pick it up. Turn it on, and with your 50% in computers, I'll roll over that you're good enough to take it off of photograph mode, put it into library mode, and start flipping through. Uh, And you see that um, there is a... uh, um, Actually, I'm sorry. I have to backtrack for one second. Um, uh, You notice, before you go to the camera... One thing that you looked at was his browsing history. 
uh, to see if there was anything. No, there was nothing related to that. Uh, but you did notice that there was uh, that the last website that he visited was on October 8th, and it was alltrails.com. And uh, he was specifically viewing the J Mountain Trail map. Oh, no. So th- that is something that you pull out in that thing. So the J Mountain Trail map uh, was the last website he visited. So you oh. take note of that. And then, uh, then move on to the camera. Uh, you fire up the camera and you start flipping through, and you see that yes, uh, your suspicions or whatever Jordy was saying in the other side of the room uh, appear to be accurate. You're flipping through, and it looks like these are pictures of a bird watcher, like an amateur bird watcher. He's trying to take pictures of birds, and they're kind of. You know, some of them look okay. A lot of them are failed attempts, you know, blurry or through some bushes or, you know, that didn't get the right angle or whatever. Um, And then as you're flipping through one, all of a sudden you see one that's kind of like not a bird and kind of hard to see what you're looking at. Oh, no. And uh, pornography. You're like, like, (laughs) uh, and you're like, what is that? Uh, and then you click over again, and now it becomes more clear that it's a person. And you're seeing a person through some bushes, but it's sort of like from a raised uh uh, perspective. So, like from up above, shooting down, uh, you see that it's a person, and it's kind of like in shadow. The lighting is bad. Then there's another shot, and you see the person is moving through these bushes, like from far away, and it appears to be a, a slight figure. You oh, can no. see the photos are of oh, a woman. No. no. She's slim and has like no gear at all for like being out in in the chilly weather in October in upstate New York, and her clothes seem to be a little bit tattered. And then it becomes a more clear and really focused in well picture, and you can see that it is a decaying face from the side, and you recognize Marlene Bowman. Oh no. In the next photo, you flip it over, and Marlene is looking directly at the lens. Oh, no. <laughs> and there are no more pictures. Roll a sanity check. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 67 over my current <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) You take another point, another one point of sanity damage as you see this. And in that instant, in that moment, as you see this, and a chill goes entirely through your body. The eyes of Francis Way open and grab Lyra Westover's neck. And we'll see you next time. Never been so happy. Oh, oh, no. This oh, is terrifying. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.